0: Up next, what's sure to be an awesome segment, Who's Who in the DC Comics Universe. You're welcome in advance. Hey kids, it is me, your dude, Icy Robots, with uh, you know, a small patron special. At one time, Who's Who in the DC Comics Universe was a Toys R Us report segment, and while it was not the most popular of all the segments, it was one that I really enjoyed doing, and I, I wanted to continue on, so I thought, hey man, why don't I try to punch some of these out as a, uh, as a patron exclusive thing? You know, give, give something back to those that give to you. Give something it's maybe an incentive for, um, for other people to, uh, to join in. What we like to do on the show is, it is like, it is the DC answer to the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. Where, in which we will use... The seminal character guide, who's who in the DC Comics universe, as a as a way to deeply examine some of these um some of these wacky, fun, wild, famous, maybe not so famous characters from the DC Comics universe. Um, the characters that we are going to look at this time around are a quartet of characters known as the Challengers of the Unknown. They were four men ex heavyweight boxing champ Rocky Davis, a master skin diver and oceanographer Professor Haley, circus acrobat and electronics expert Red Ryan, and war hero test pilot Ace Morgan. Traveling together in Morgan's private jet to a taping of the popular television series Incredible People when the plane was caught in the grip of a sudden, unexpected storm. <laughs> Despite Morgan's best efforts, the jet went into a dizzying, stalled and plummeted earthward to plow a terrible path through the forest far below. The sheer force of the crash turned the aircraft into so much torn and twisted metal yet. Remarkably, miraculously, the four men staggered from the wreckage, still alive and unharmed. Red Ryan even noted that his watch, which should have been destroyed in the crash, was intact and keeping perfect time. Borrow time, added Ace Morgan, and Professor Haley agreed they were all living on borrowed time. Time which might be spent taking a few more risks. That's a pretty good origin there, my dudes. You got four guys, each one with like a different skill, and they all, they're all brought together by a weird circumstance, the circumstance being they're on some kind of a knockoff of that's incredible when the plane crashes. It's great. It also, it also shows how, how they get motivated to go out there and be the challengers. Like what, what happened to make them want to help others. That is, uh, they're living on borrowed time. You know, this is all, this is all from the genius mind of Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby is the guy behind the challengers of the unknown. So, you know, You know, it's going to be good. I think out of all the dudes, my favorite is, uh, is Rocky. I don't know. I'm like a big, big boxing fan. And anybody nicknamed Rocky is probably, probably going to be at least like a little bit cool. But all the, all the dudes and the Challengers are at least like a little bit neat. Initially, the four accepted assignments on commission. Using their income to help them construct a secret mountain headquarters. See Challenger Mountain. We'll talk about that in a bit. While various others have worked with the Challengers over the year, most notably Red Ryan's kid brother Tino Minari and the enigmatic Corina Stark, only Dr. June Roberts, computer and robotic expert, has ever been considered an official fifth Challenger. Though their costumes and equipment have occasionally changed through the decades, their dedication to the work has never weakened. Whenever the unexplainable threatens the innocent, there you will find the Challengers of the Unknown. All right. So there you have it. That's the uh that's the basic entry on the team from the um DC who's who. There's also a separate entry for their for their mountain base challenger mountain and man this thing is beautiful. It's like it's like an entire mountain and it's hollowed out with all kinds of neat things inside of it. So, so great. Hidden deep in the Colorado Rockies, Challenger's Mountain is the secret headquarters of the world's most famous team of professional adventurers, the Challengers of the Unknown. I would I would dispute that they're the world's most famous, but at any rate, constructed with the help of funds acquired by the challengers as payment for their daring deeds the mountain serves as home and stronghold of the four fear fighters and is matched only by the satellite headquarters of the justice league let's let's see what's inside the mountain at the top there's like a um an artillery gun like a big cannon there's a uh, emergency exit there's um some hidden backpack jetpacks rather these are all these are all on the surface as you go down they have like a hangar bay for helicopters that opens up They have a lab, landing platform, different, um, quarters for the, uh, for the guys. There's a galley, first aid, everything that you could ever want and hope for. There's a gym, a library, a den, an arcade, I just made that up, arsenal, gym, only one bathroom in the whole place. That, um, that might be tough. There's a garage, storage, generators, all kinds of stuff. There's even, um, there's even cells. I wonder what authority these guys have. Contain prisoners, probably not like a whole lot. But it seems like people just kind of turn their backs with things like this if the uh, if the threat is big enough. Let's uh, let's go over a bit more the uh, the difference with the Marvel Handbook and the DC's Who's Who. Is the Marvel Handbook is very 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 involved, and the the DC Who's Who kind of it kind of just gives you like a quick glance over and doesn't get like super in depth into the uh into the actual histories of a lot of things. So you kind of. You kind of got to go to some outside sources to, um, flesh it out. Starting in 1957, the, uh, Challengers took over a comic called Showcase, which was, like, it's kind of this thing, like an an anthology. What he called an anthology when it kind of goes from, like, characters to characters to characters. They first began in number six, which, um, was February 1957. It went, it went bi-monthly at first. They had three appearances there. They were on issue number seven. And then also 11 and 12. And then they moved to their own title in May of 1958. Up until that point, Kirby, Jack Kirby, the great, the King Jack Kirby, had drawn and written all of the stuff. But after issue number eight... In July of 1959, he stepped off and was succeeded by, a uh, Bob Brown. The title continued up until issue number 75, September 1970, and then it was cancelled after issue 77, which, um, the, the remaining two issues, like, uh, reprinted some tales of theirs. For a while after that, the team just kinda, I don't know, man, they did unpublished adventures. I'm sure they were still out there challenging the unknown, but they, they didn't get documented. But then in 1976, the title was brought back with a, with a new team, you still still had the same four dudes and one chick but they were joined by Deadman and Swamp Thing which is which is amazing the idea of a Boston Brand himself Deadman Deadman Dead Man is this guy who was a circus acrobat who passed away and then in the afterlife he was blessed with the power to um he could like he could go inside of people's bodies and take over and y'all know Alec Holland the swamp thing naturally, you know, he's had a couple movies, he has a show on, um, the DC online thing right now, so, these, uh, these two wacky characters really must have filled the team out, and then they, they were doing so well that the, uh, Challengers title was relaunched, it was picked up in the, uh, same issue that it was left off at a couple years prior, and it only, only lasted up until issue 87 in 1978, which is, which is sad, I think. Then they returned a couple years later in a limited series. This was actually quite a few years later, 1991. This was written by Jeff Loeb and it was, uh... An 8-issue series that was collected into a paperback as uh, Challengers of the Unknown Must Die. The series depicted the Challengers in middle age breaking up after a tragic accident and coming back together as a team. Loeb hoped to get a monthly title out of it, but it it never happened. I have that book. I think it's pretty good. I probably should have reread it before I before I got all into this, but I I do remember enjoying it. I think I picked it up at the flea market for a couple dollars. Challengers of the Unknown Must Die. The, uh, Challengers kind of sat unused for a few years up until, uh, I think it was 2011 as part of the, uh, Flashpoint deal. That's like, that's like one of those gimmicks like they do on the CW network where the Flash is like changing time and history gets changed and everything, everything turns out all weird and in this one, the, uh, the Challengers were part of it and their, their background was recast as a kind of like a reality TV thing where a group of people were all put on and were picked to um, form a new team called the Challengers. And uh, they... They went off on the the Challenger's first mission, and the plane crashed, and they ended up becoming teammates. You know, they, they all fell in love, or whatever. There was a bit more to it than that. There was, like, something with, like, mystical talismans and Nanda Parbat. Is that where uh, Talia Al Ghul and Ra's Al Ghul are from? Um, Nanda Parbat. Manda Nananda Parbat with the, um, you know, the League of Assassins and all that, and there's, like, talismans and gems, and I, I don't know, I I didn't read it, I just, I gave it like a quick once over on Wikipedia, and it just, I don't know, man, it sounded like a super a duper duper weird, not something that I would, uh not something that I would be into, even though the challengers, you know, they have had their weirdness. Over the years, that's for sure. There were also two other instances where the uh, where the team was brought back. One was in 1997 when uh, Stephen Grant made a new um, a new thing with all different team, all different deals, but they were still called the Challengers of the Unknown. Then in uh, 2004, Howard Chaykin tried to uh, bring them back, but with again an all different team, an all different vibe, and that was collected in the trade paperback called Challengers of the Unknown. Stolen moments, borrowed time. That's a that's a pretty good name for a uh, Challengers of the Unknown comic. I I don't know. There isn't like a ton, a ton, a ton, of backstory on these guys. They had a bunch of adventures. You know, they had like seventy five issues of a comic. There was a bunch of things going on, but all in all, they um I believe would most be known for for this. When Jack Kirby left DC to go to Marvel, he and uh. He and Stan Lee were like, we need to come up with some funky new idea. So Jack Kirby kind of dug around in the back of his head, and he was like, I, I did this thing called the Challengers of the Unknown. What if we what if we did that? But with like superpowers, and that team, of course, was the Fantastic Four. Now, I'm I'm really just kind of like glancing over everything there but a lot of people do think that the challengers were a heavy influence on the uh, fantastic four i wasn't around i don't know but i i can definitely see similarities you got four dudes tough guy pilot all these all these things like you have on the um the fantastic four but you know there's only like a finite number of ideas in the world they're gonna get recycled before we get out of here i realize this was short but it is It is what it is. I'm going to go over to uh, eBay, the world's biggest marketplace. We're going to look up how much, how much the uh, 1956 comic book showcase number six is going to cost us. Now, this is an old one. It's also quite significant. So, um, let's see right now on eBay, somebody has one graded. It's a 6.5 and that's a $2,295. And then there is an ungraded one. This is at a Mile High Comics in Denver, and it is for eighteen hundred dollars. Let's uh, let's see if any have sold. Here's one for fifteen hundred dollars. If you're, if you're interested, that's a listed, not a sold. Let's check out the sold. Somebody uh, somebody bought one for four hundred dollars, just last month. It's not, it's not like in keen condition. Here, somebody bought one. It was uh, 3.0. It's graded, graded and restored, and that went for two fifty. So I. I see a lot of a lot of variables there in the price of the book. It can be, like, incredibly, incredibly high. Or, I mean, $200 is still a lot to pay for a comic. But that's a big difference between, um, you know, $2,000. As far as I can tell, and I, I did do a bit of research, there has never been an officially released Challengers of the Unknown action figure. But over the years, a lot of people have made, like, a lot of, a lot of really cool customs. I saw some custom uh, Migos some customs that look kinda like in the vein of um Marvel Legends, so that's pretty neat. But I I would be in to maybe like a mini mate box set of the Challengers of the Unknown. I, I realize I don't have D C they only they only have had D C licensed minimates for that for that one wave, but they got a lot of good ones out when they did. But um it would have been cool if they would have would have kept on with that. Remember when they when they first launched Minimates and they had like those uh they weren't Legos, but those those Lego-like building sets with Minimates—that's how I, that's how I first got into Minimates. Minimates are these small block figures with a lot of articulation. They're cool. I was into them like crazy at one point, but I have since like boxed almost all of them up. The only ones I still have up in the, uh, in the Earth Base are the DC ones, some of the X Men ones, and some other ones that are like on a shelf or not a shelf, like a window box, way, way, way up in the corner of the office, and there's no way. I could get to them without having to move my desk, and just, like, so much stuff. So they've, um, they've survived up there for a real, real long time. I, I could see the Challengers of the Unknown being brought back as, like, a movie franchise. I don't think it'll happen. I think if it did happen, people would be like, man, they're just biting the Fantastic Four. When, when in reality, it's the other way around. But I could see, like, a, a team of adventurers you know, doing like different different kind of things out there, challenging the unknown in many different ways. I I could also see this being like a, a series on um maybe like the DC universe or the CW. It would be cool. The CW came out with a new show when Arrow finally goes away. Arrow is gonna be in its final season coming up coming up this season, but it would be it would be cool if um maybe they replaced it with like the Challengers of the Unknown and he had four for young, attractive people, like on every CW show, but they were out there, out there busting ghosts, punching vampires, doing whatever it is that needs to be done as far as, like, challenging the unknown. I, I could dig that. I would be into it. I think the name alone is money. Challengers of the Unknown. It just, it just has such a neat ring to it, to me. That's what, that's what really got me into doing this. And then once I, once I got into it and like the whole thing was a Fantastic Four and stuff. It is, it's actually quite an interesting story. And I think it kind of, it kind of goes to tell with the argument of who was more creative over at uh, Marvel. Was it Stan Lee or was it Jack Kirby? I, I don't know. Maybe the answer is neither of them. Maybe Kirby is just rehashing old ideas and uh, Stan Lee is living off other people's ideas. I don't think that's true at all. I think they're, I think they're both great in their own way, they're both absolutely the legend of the game, so I I'm just having a bit of fun there but um, I hope you guys enjoyed this A little bit short, little uh, little amuse-bouche, you know, for your day just a little, little something to listen to while you're doing something else I, I hope you learned something about the Challengers I hope you, um, I don't know man, hope you all had a good time uh, I do not have a sign off for this I guess, at this point, for Audio Handbook I go, make my Marvel but as far as I know There isn't any kind of a DC slogan, so I guess I'm just gonna, I'm gonna cut this short and say, I'm gonna go read some comics! DC comics!